0: Welcome back to Death Rattle, the Bleach Breath podcast brought to you by Andrew Garrett and Benjamin
1: Carroll. Welcome to episode two. Um, we're just going to kind of continue, I guess it's our two-part series, uh, recap and kind of review of Play Dead, our second record that we released in April of 2020. hmm um, we're just gonna kind of continue forward. We went through the first two tracks off the record, "The Fool" and "Vampire," and now we're just gonna dive into the last two, and uh, we're just gonna kind of dive in.
0: Just gonna free dive into a song called "Just Fine," track three off of Bleach Breath's Play Dead. That was a good that
1: was a good pun there andrew
0: oh thanks 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 pain boy you're welcome <laughs> uh, yeah questions i had for this boy just to maybe talk on yeah uh, we talked about some of the sampling in this the other night yeah just really just the fact that there is some more sampling some cool sure. zippery motorcycle sounds
1: yeah definitely so uh big nine inch nails fan it's probably going to come up in every single episode big nine inch nails fan and um Really, anytime I work on a new track, you know, I always try to find excuses to put weird noises and stuff in there. So um, this one in particular, The Riser in the Beginning, that was kind of just a way for me to get the song started without having to write a dedicated intro. So honestly, (laughs) I think that one was just a crutch to keep me from having to write a whole other part to begin with. But uh, kind of going throughout the song, I mean, um, everything else is just
0: stock like, like uh, the piano sound and yeah. it's Logic Piano.
1: Yeah, it's Logic Piano. And then there's um, the – I don't know. I guess you call them strings. They're not actually strings. They are uh, – it is – I'm not exactly sure what you'd call it, but it's like a uh, – their emulation of the um, – I don't know what you call it. It's like the, the keyboard that doesn't – it's not an electronic keyboard, but it's not a um, – like –
0: Regular, just plain old piano. It's like it's called a clavicle. Is that really what it is? No, there's like a clav something. That's in there. clavichord, clavinet. I don't know. Cla-
1: it basically, that the one that like plays samples off of magnetized like tape or whatever. Okay, it's that's really cool
0: re- recreation of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a recreation of that, and I you know mess with it and did a bunch of tweaking and stuff. And that's in the um the quote unquote chorus and the outro and stuff like that. So those were kind of like the foundational pieces that you know kind of set things up but i mean the zippery motorcycle sounds as you so affectionately called them mm-hmm. are um are re- or really just something i was like all right how can we get into this
0: and keep it moving without it uh, getting bogged down you know because it was that like, way not every song has like a big epic intro this yeah goes, this one can be like a good you know track three of a record after exactly. a bunch of other shits happened and then you can and then fucking hit it yeah and drop into a nice groove and
1: kind of really just let it uh let it ride Run. Like, <laughs> Vroom. A, like the fire
0: festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> as far as um, the sampling stuff that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. we talked about this earlier for episode one. But the um, the piano that is on there, we chose for some reason, we deliberately chose, and now I did not forget to not record the piano for just fine while recording the piano play dead, Definitely. the actual piano that we like snuck in on and stuff. It's snuck in to to record.
1: 100% intentional. Intentional, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely not. not a decision that we found out later. I was just
0: like, huh, that's crazy. It still sounds really vulnerable. It doesn't really nice. It does sound like some kind of just tink, tank, tunk. Exactly. Tink, yeah. tink, tunk, ladies and gentlemen. Tink, tink, tunk, Um. Sounds like someone definitely like you know like I don't know a, a lonely half-faced man in a in a f- f- fucking <laughs> church just tingling along. another quasi just, just 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 quasi part two tink tink tonking along <laughs> fucking in the, over in the back that's obviously though. know that's pretty <laughs> vulnerable, pretty vulnerable sounding but it's weird that it's just a computer yeah 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 and you know it's, it always surprises me
1: like whenever um, especially with uh, the clavichord or whatever it is <laughs> whatever that is
0: to keep calling that the, clav- the, clavicle. The, cl- the clavicle the clavicle. the clavicle the, clavicon <laughs> that bone that runs between your shoulder and that's exactly yeah. <laughs> I was just like I don't fucking know clavinet harps a chord motherfucker I don't know Cla- clavo I think a clavinet is one of these as a mallet clavisack um, <laughs> <one.
1: laughs> clavinet nut um, one of the things that was really interesting about this song is kind of how, how it came about so this one um, it was not written in the quote unquote studio bedroom of our apartment complex. I was actually going to babysit my stepbrother. I say babysit. I was basically just going over there to make sure that he was like, okay, not burning the house down while my folks were out doing something. And uh, I wasn't going to end up crashing over there and then going and doing something the next day. So what I did that night is I I basically just kind of like set up shop in the, uh, in their living room and kind of recorded most of this song, in like a night so um the arrangement like all the all the elements for the most part remain unchanged from the original form which is very unique to anything that we've done musically i think it's because it's like there, there there were no
0: real arrangement changes i don't think um it's pretty solid arrangement like i mean but the parts that are there Putting them in the right in the whatever quote mm-hmm. unquote, right order. Yeah. I think we we accomplish that, or you yeah. you accomplish that definitely. So. And
1: it's definitely a, like a left turn as far as like stylistically. Like the, this song is a little a little bit more. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't want to say pop, but I mean it. It definitely like incorporates more of those elements. Like especially like harmony wise. Like especially after we, you know, arrangement aside, like. Vocally, it is very, like, I'd say more pop-esque, and it kind of deals with, um, lyrically, it kind of dives into some, you know, kind of like uh, social inequality and things like that, which is probably more, it's probably the most political, like, of anything that's been written, you know, of all six songs that we've written, Hardy, Hardy, mm-hmm. Um But... Uh, for this band. Yeah, for this band. And it, um, it you know, it kind of touches on, you know, some stuff that are that's kind of in that vein, and... Um, I really feel like the, uh, you know, really, I, I, this is, I'm not too thrilled, honestly, with like the lyrical content because I feel like diving into, Something that serious, you need to kind of actually like give it the attention that it's due and it's all. a little lighthearted for like,
0: isn't it crazy how people are impoverished? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, hindsight's 2020 always, you know, so uh,
0: 2021, but 20-20 like, Nobody,
1: nobody. Yeah. I mean, we are, yeah. we are. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it was one of those songs that like, you know, we definitely felt like it deserved a spot, but I think, you know, if we were to go back and change it, I think we. Definitely would, maybe make a point to try and hone in a little bit more. I want, yeah. you know what we were trying to say. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not unhappy with, I'm not unhappy with the arrangement at all. I think musically it's really strong and it's, it sounds incredible. I feel like the all the you could, this one is one where you can really kind of see the bones of the song. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there's not a whole bunch of
0: layers. There's just yeah, it's it's very like straightforward like. A, orchestration you like pop like maybe it's not necessarily influencing it but like just like reacting to that whenever you hear it mm-hmm. um i definitely would think pop born like a i guess maybe like michael jackson kind of way definitely i said the motherfuckers like the king of pop i'm not thinking anything like necessarily too modern sure but like uh obviously he had like a somewhat feminine delivery so like i mentioned that whenever we first started but yeah when i brought the demos i was just like something about this shit just seems like I only asked more set, but a little less dreary. Well, then it's still pretty dreary. But like something about that just kind of seemed a little mm-hmm. feminine, especially on this song.
1: Well, a lot of the stuff that I was getting into at that time was like a lot, a lot of uh, like female led like bands and stuff. So a lot of uh, like Emma Ruth Rundle, Chelsea Wolfe, um, you know, just bands that are kind of in that in that sort of uh, like Cocto Twins too. You know, Those just, ones are the Cure,
0: which is not female, but like yeah, yeah. still pretty sensitive. A or, lot
1: of the a lot of the really like emotive kind of like moody kind of stuff so i think this song kind of was born in that wheelhouse but it was before i was like it was me responding to something new that i hadn't really like really got the chance to
0: dissect and really like was the lyrical content or just the
1: music uh, musically I- musically you know so like vocal delivery and stuff like that i feel like oh, yeah. a lot of it was just kind of like a uh, a response to the things that i was hearing and wanted to emulate because i liked it um and you can hear that I think like on especially on verse two, like the harmonies and stuff that that come in, they really, um, it almost sounds like two or three people are singing it at the same time, which is because which is really interesting. Like it's not like it's like not just
0: like sounds like we're Prince and we had like some studio musicians in or something. Yeah, and it's yeah. like what's up? You want join? You want jumping on this one or whatever? And just like you know, actually, yeah, whatever, actually had like some sassy ass ladies get, get up there and do something. Yeah, and it's just one. One person, which is pretty interesting. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Pretty cool way to, like, uh, differentiate those layers. Because even though you said there is not a whole lot of layers in that, it's because, like especially like the verse and stuff. It's pretty, pretty straightforward, intentionally. Mm-hmm. And then um, letting the vocals kind of like do more fun stuff. Which by that point, at least, we had definitely like done a lot of the cool vocal shit, I assume already. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we had touched on this one at the beginning. I don't really know. But I know we did, obviously we were comfortable doing all these like cool harmonies and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, l- layers <coughs> wise, I mean, this was, basically this, this this record kind of as a whole to kind of look at, the, you know, the whole thing is like a, you know, a, broad, a broad spectrum. This was, kind of the beginning of me, like, recognizing, like, vocal layers mm-hmm. as being a thing. Not that I didn't, not that I wasn't aware of vocal layers in, to begin with, but, like, the, the idea of doubling main vocal takes and um, stacking harmonies and everything. Like, it, this was just, there was just kind of a new, like, a new endeavor for me.
0: I don't know if you knew that, but complete yeah, complete completely, like... I knew, like, you'd only really done the first Bleach Breath record. I knew what we had done on there, mm-hmm. and I knew... I guess I just had some ape shit experience between there or something. I'm not really sure what necessarily, like, oh. led me to, like, encourage yeah. more. Like, hey, like, fuck it, let's do different voices. Sure, yeah. I always bring up System of Down because they have, like, two very distinct vocalists that do, like, something really different each. Like, one's, like, a monotone type thing. And then Surge over top is just, like, whoa, whoa, fucking this up and down, like, operatic shit that really does, like... Cohesive itself together, you know, two pieces of the same clamshell, (laughs) and uh, so that's definitely like some of my um, my inspiration for this. And then obviously, like obviously, we used to be really into corn, but Mm -hmm. Jonathan Davis doing weird like several different weird voices a lot Mm -hmm. of times it would be like a similar like monotone kind of whatever and then his like more flamboyant to use a word uh fucking over top of that just Mm -hmm. kind of like painting the picture and then that's just kind of like chanting along underneath Mm -hmm. and uh, we did a lot of stuff on track four too, play dead Mm -hmm. for the uh the chorus of that um which we originally just had like a vocoder on just kind of like playing just a single d note so every time like the vocals came in it would just kind of come in with like a little synthy type bah, 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 on the same note that everything was in <clears throat> we eventually ended up going back and just re-recording that as um as individual layers and stuff but um kind of plays into that idea
1: mm-hmm. honestly you know that that idea we we, we did 100 percent. like it's it's funny that you refer to that because that's the, when we were recording Play Dead. I was like, Yeah, they did this. Like, the corn did this one thing where they had this vocoder, <laughs> they had this vocoder like underneath, uh, or it wasn't a vocoder, it was like a chaos pad, like a Korg um, chaos pad. It's like an effects processor for like uh, turntables and stuff. With um, the Untitled record, they I think it was I Will Protect You, like it's like the closing track on that record. Uh, during all the verses and stuff, like JD is like kind of doing the same thing, kind of like monotone, like talking the verses underneath through a processor. And it's, uh, it's really interesting. It's it's one of those, like those ear candy things that I was definitely like, well, we could do that, you know? And the fact that we tried it that way and it didn't fit the vibe. And then we went back through and did it with like just straight up, you know, voices. It wasn't, um, anything like that. I really think it gave it a life, that the vocoder didn't have you know it's like his the vocoder is like super mechanical and like yeah. you know it's like it's just, it's just not organic at all like even even it's even though you have like you know human interaction with it it's it's very it, it digitizes it pretty extremely
0: Which like if we if we decided on that and like delved into it but instead it says just like let's just try this and then i was just like man like mm. we can do this f- whatever for realsies yeah. and then just like actually have a finished product that we're like we're not gonna like listen to the vocoding we'll just mm-hmm. listen to the lyrics and stuff anyways. yeah yeah
1: and I feel like with that song too like that chorus that the that chorus has it's it's very powerful and it's, it's driven and you don't want to get lost in the ear candy stuff as much there so I feel like you know the kind of just overall warmer delivery of the vocals there and especially the depth too you know it's not like you don't you don't necessarily it's not one of those things that you hear but it's one of those things you kind of like feel it's just kind of like a presence thing Because it's just
0: all the same note. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's basically a pad, padding out the notes, whatever, the note where you're singing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that chorus, that's something that we improvised, or you improvised, because originally Mm -hmm. we had some other ideas for this song, and then kind of uh, together we're able to come up with some other stuff that like fit the overall vibe of Mm -hmm. playing dead. We felt like more. But um, the chorus, though, like just kind of fucking spitballed that shit. Yeah, I think... um...
1: I think lyrically, this record and the last, you know, it's it's all it's all it all kind of deals with this idea of uh, kind of like um, like struggling struggling with uh, I'd say um, like connectivity, you know, being feeling like uh, feeling like you've kind of lost connection with, uh, um, be it a higher power or some sort of like spiritual spiritual deal or something like that, you know,
0: or the community losing touch with the community that you get from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. High like, power or whatever, losing, losing the, uh, losing that connectivity and, um, kind of feeling burned by that and kind of processing through it. So the, um, the lyrical content on that, on that song in particular is just kind of like, you know, essentially me just kind of like getting all that out. Cause there's not, there was, there's not a lot of room in the, in those circles to, to really be, uh, vocal about
0: you know any kind of criticism
1: any, any sort of criticism or like any sort of like hey that's kind of weird or any sort of you know like, like,
0: why we question i mean that's i mean it's faith for a reason but like why are we doing this for thousands of years yeah yeah yeah. This potentially sketchy questionable mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah reactionary stuff
1: so it's kind of like the uh kind of like me just kind of coming to terms with the fact that like some of this some of this stuff is like not cool and i'm like frustrated with the way that it's manifested itself in my relationships and in like you know so i mean it's 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 it is very aggressive and it's meant to be kind of a smack in the mouth sort of
0: but still astounding that you were able to like get to some like really poignant like phrasing like some prose or whatever like poetry just like kind of just like having that stuff in you Mm -hmm. and then just like already i know i know i know what, what i want to sing about and let's just kind of like Fucking booby bebop until I get some good syllables, mm. but they were some fucking fat ass syllables. Like I was, I was still astounded. Yeah, obviously.
1: and really, it's just like you know the, the core. A lot of a lot of the core principles of like you know the or the stuff that I want to hang on to is just like kind of like loving people where they're at and not not being worried about things that aren't as important.
0: Like conditionary love. Yeah, yeah. Sounds just like you better, you better convert, or you better, you better
1: do this, or you, you know, the guy's not gonna love you. You know, all all that crap. I'm mean, just not about it. It's just not, not not about it. So you know the, uh, you know, I embrace my desire to be something other
0: than bleeding hands, bearing witness to your burden. That's the chorus. It's like I feel like you may have improvised. Now that we're talking about this earlier, may have like sort of came from the hands, the, obviously the original image that you had mm-hmm. for the cover, like I, I completely forgot about that by the time we've gotten rolled around yeah. in this, but so maybe you sort of have that in your mind, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, the word embrace, and you just kind of like were able to like just put those pieces together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it, was very, it was a very
1: natural kind of progression, and I think that's why it stuck. You know, there wasn't a lot of, uh, there wasn't really any alteration to that after we got it down. We, we pretty much did the scratch the scratch vocals to it. I'm pretty sure like we were like, oh, yep, goosebumps. And that was it. And we're like, okay, that's going to be it. We definitely retract it, you know, to try to get, the, try and
0: get the most out of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, like thicken up, thinking up takes and stuff and like really try to, uh,
0: get that the take that we talked about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The take, you know, the, the one that's going to sit, sit above the others and really kind of like drive the point home. And, um, and really, I, you know, I think, you know, still just talking about that chorus, like that's a, that's a, that's a heavy chorus. like that's. You know, that's a, that, that that chorus is saying something, you know what I mean? So I think when we come back and hit it for the second time, you know, before we drop into the bridge, like, there's, we didn't record that very many times, did we? I think it was like one or two times that second pass, right?
0: Probably, because you might have been warmed up and stuff at that time, too. Yeah. But as far as, like, whenever we were writing or whatever, like, you and just went up there, like, let's just spitball something, just turn on the mic, Andy, whatever, so I can start or whatever. Yeah. And I did, and you, you got that out. And I guess, obviously, after that, that must have informed the choices for the verse. I mean, surely, after we had the chorus, we were like, okay, what is, what the fuck did I just sing about, and let's make it into the song. And
1: Yeah, yeah, and then I'd say probably the most, you know, again,
0: we touched, touched on this a little bit in episode one, I'd say it's probably the most collaborative yeah. you know, like me feeling more comfortable from the first record to the second record, yeah. Isn't like just suggesting, like, "Hey, we were working together for seven years now. Like, <laughs> I have an idea for this part that inevitably you will probably think is pretty cool after seven years of thinking the same shit is pretty cool. Like, <laughs> well, what about this? You know, arrangement or a small vocal. Delivery oh yeah, idea. yeah.
1: And I feel like <laughs> I feel like this track too. Like, it's probably the most. It, you know, it was probably the I think the catalyst for especially some of the new stuff too. Just like really, I think me coming kind of coming into my own like as a as like a vocalist and songwriter and le- like less is just like the drummer that's kind of dabbling in other stuff.
0: Like a side project for like a creative.
1: Yeah, yeah. Force outlook. And, and like play dead really is like I, I feel like the the culmination of like being a being a vocalist and being a guitar player and like songwriter. I feel like that's kind of the kind of like the pinnacle of that like transitional point for me, you know? Like the, the cool, cool leads and stuff that
0: like mm-hmm. feel guitar worthy, not just like I don't know, like, you know. Here's a drummer
1: playing playing some notes in Guitar Pro, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. So there there's a that song holds a lot of uh, there's a there's a lot there's a lot to that song. There's there is. a whole lot. Um as far as, far as like, you know, we could sit and talk about that lyrically all day and like the philosophies and stuff that are involved in that. But I mean if you're you if you wanna read more into the philosophies, I mean you can kinda take what you want from it.
0: Yeah. But Just but the as far as uh, like the,
1: the general vibe. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the
0: other lyric the other stuff that's not the chorus. Just kind of apply it yeah. see how yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, it's kinda like interpret that how you will and let course. it let it let that kind of drive your interpretation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um while we're on the on the uh topic of lyricism you want to talk about the the uh glaring uh the glaring elephant in the room in regards to my of imitation being Uh, what it is oh
0: that yeah um so originally the 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 thing that's imitation is rich which is a great line and has cool little in-between phrases that makes like you know whatever it goes well together but originally we had imitations of bitch but i just can't resist and um uh, man like i was i was gonna like let it be at least for like that session and the next one i be like oh by the way let's touch in on that very first line the first thing anyone hears but of course this is all improv you know you improvise the fucking chorus went back and like well, all right well let's try and like apply this sort of thing and what was funniest and is the most memeworthy worthy is how enthusiastic you were about it it's like man like i have not cussed in one of my three songs yet but what a time to do it, right? <laughs> I was, was almost exactly how you presented. I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, man. Like, I, I, be, I be, I be saying, I'm saying bitch all the time, but like, I'm,
1: uh, I'm bitch. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is like the whole, the whole like, the whole like not, not cussing in songs thing. It's just, it's just kind of like a,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just kind of like a, a, an unconscious like writing decision. You know, like I want it to be as like artistic as possible and. Just saying, fuck hero! And I was, yeah, exactly. Like, bitch! Was, yeah, exactly. Like, Imitation's a bitch, but I.
0: And I was like, there is a million other fucking words. It's like, like Ben, your, your inner dad rocks coming out. Imitation's yeah. crisp. Like, do anything else. <laughs> <on that. laughs> Imitation's crisp. Some crisp seltzer of water.
1: God, it's like I just can't I just can't believe it And the fact that that Is gonna forever live In infamy Amongst our
0: friend group is mm-hmm. kind of I'm just like Damn dude like, Damn dude it's, just, it's Imitation how, is a bitch How enthusiastic you are Like man Like I've never I- I'm gonna do it I'm gonna say it The B word I'm gonna say I'm gonna
1: say it I'm gonna say the bitch I'm gonna say The bitch word <laughs> Bad
0: bad puppy dogs
1: um, You know And you know it, To kind of veer away From the vocals man The Cause I mean that the, the, yeah, the, but the vocals were the vocals were such a to veer away from the vocals let's talk more about the, vocal, the it was just it was such a process yeah. it was such a process like um the the bridge on this song took three sessions
0: which is interesting because we have i was listening when we were listening earlier just kind of touching back on the record um Kind of interesting because it does kind of play off the same themes that are in, I believe, the second verse. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of like etching time into the walls and stuff. So we kind of just like took that. I'm not sure which one necessarily came first, but we were like, we went through the story of like, okay, invitation, and then there's a bitch involved or whatever. And <laughs> we like, you know, talked about the chorus, and then we're like, all right, now in this, like, you know, trying to do a story song, mm-hmm. maybe sort of for the first time or whatever. And like, all right, now we're on like, you know, fucking scene three, you know, after these first mm-hmm. two or whatever. Like, what's happening here? Yeah, yeah. We talked about like, dude, maybe being like, a, Prisoned or something at the some time of the wall yeah. and then like we tried to like carry that from the of course the next big horse into the bridge mm. and use that same imagery but like digging some further just like some
1: a, sort of progression right yeah
0: you know the the the
1: protagonist if you want to call him that
0: yeah
1: uh, you know kind of coming into his own or like finding its way out or just journeying
0: i mean like yeah. going from point a to point b and point A to point B to point C at this point point, yeah. and just like making sure it was like, or at least like justifying it. Like, okay, this is a story, right? You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. Of course. Of course. And, you know, I feel like us, like a lot of people will get really disgruntled, you know, sitting down and like trying to like work through the difficult like portions of, you know, like the creative process, you know, like a lot of folks will get really frustrated when it, when it gets time to do the hard stuff you know, biting the bullet and really just kind of getting past the initial discomfort of a situation to... Especially with vulnerability. Exactly. Like vulnerability is is the most difficult thing to try and capture, especially like if you yourself aren't quite comfortable like expressing that vulnerability like with yourself, let alone other people. So that was a big thing for this record in general, you know, as far as like really kind of like... Because you know, all all art is the like the outward expression of one's self inside. You know what I'm saying. So it's like Definitely. diving into the story. It's like it's essentially yeah, it's a story about some protagonist. But I mean, it's I mean, it's obviously like coming from an analogous representation of myself and you know the journey of oneself. You know what I'm saying. I'm like, how can we apply that? I use the word justify, but it's really like yeah. how can we make sure that we're writing about the same. The Same thing, yeah, yeah, and that, and you know, like make sure that we're writing about the same thing and making sure that it's like it makes sense, and that is one. one of the things that I regret about just fine because I
0: feel like it's a little bit disconnected in a couple spots. Maybe we started with that song, maybe I was less comfortable as far as like I mean, over the process of those three or four yeah. months of you know, like figuring out what these songs are going to be. Maybe, yeah. we, maybe we ended up starting with that one, and I was just like, this song is. Just fine, (laughs) just fine. Running, running joke. It's uh, it's just fine. Walking joke. Are you gonna make me run, Benjamin? I'm out of shape. I mean, round Uh, is a shape. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. I remember Family Guy from 1997. It was was a great time. Watched new episode last night, and it was fucking Meg is like obviously like 50 years old. The actress, fucking whatever fucking name is Mila Kunis. She's like fucking. She's like a 50 year old teenager. It was very awkward. That sounds old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in comparison to like a teenager.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. Yeah, fa- oh good old Family Guy. Old oh, good old good old Family Guy. Um, you know, and you know, we talked about sampling and things like that. You know, it's uh, just to just to bring it back from the from the Family Guy. You know, we talked try to tangent, and try to tangent. How dare you try to tangent? Trying to arc this tangent. Is a, this is a- I hope so. <laughs> art, tan,
0: art tangent twenty uh, twenty one. I love me some math. I love uh,
1: seven I plus love five calculus.
0: Uh, we are actually a calculus man,
1: um, but this track also has a lot of um, intentionally placed kind of like ear candy bits to kind of help with dynamics. Do you want to touch a little bit on that? Because I know that um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Andrew has a solo project called Head Cannon. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is kind of like your
0: your main your main outlet of expression. Yeah, maybe that's you very, say? Obviously, it's a solo project, and by that, I can just always be working on it without like feeling like I need to rely on somebody else's input. Or like, mm-hmm. I love other people's input, but <clears throat> I feel like I need to like wait around for somebody else. I can like make strides on this own, on. Sure. Smash my yeah. own. Yeah well that kind of stuff the stuff that I've done in Headcan has definitely helped inform this one just being more comfortable in Ableton I've spent another couple thousand hours doing headcanon stuff in Ableton yeah versus um (coughs) anything that i had done before this like using pro tools and audacity and shit like that um (coughs) But um, I'm trying to think of some of the ear candy things specifically. Just things like stretching out certain elements to form pads, like certain stuff that's already in the song or stuff. Shit like that is pretty simple, but like immediately. Kind of like what we are talking about whenever I turned the the full artwork into mm-hmm. like that whatever, like that texture or whatever, if I'm blurring it out. It's kind of like a similar situation. You like blur, out, blur whatever some of these mm-hmm. stuff that's already in the song, and then you can use that with filters and other kind of things, whatever, mm-hmm. to just try and like give it some movement or glitchiness. Answer. Sure. This is already related to the song, obviously. Now you just gotta like precontextualize it. That's right. pretty sick. Um, I did that with a little bit of means and the um, <laughs> and the old <laughs> bridge and um, stretched that shit out like that nice throat singing. T- took us took us all the way to to Tibet to fucking deal with a stone that's being p- pick peck tink, pick peck pucked away at. <laughs> 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 Tibetan stone pucking. <laughs> uh, coming soon to an Olympics, not in uh, where the fuck it was supposed to be this year. China, Japan.
1: I have no uh, idea.
0: I have no fucking idea, but regardless, they're fucked this year. Yep. Yeah. Um, no income there. Um, but fucking, yeah, definitely stretch some of that out. I think you already had like a pad, like an actual. Yeah fucking like undulating strings yeah and my three
1: i think i think it might have been the exact same clavicle or clavichord I mean,
0: whatever the fuck it is
1: <laughs> that neck bone mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i used that like a lot on all the demos because it was just kind of a cool vibe that i know that i could um, kind of tap into and get something that was
0: along the lines of what i wanted you know so i mean that's you know, like consistency's sake obviously that's very important like it's an excuse to like, yeah, like, fuck it, I've got this preset that I just really enjoy. Yeah. But also like having like a, well, fuck it, since I've already used this preset three times, that is now the sound of this record as me um, accidentally choosing this preset three times has now yeah. decided. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I mean, I've done similar things. Like sure. The new Headcan record, I just have like a kick in the snare sample that I'm like, that's it. That's a good kick and snare sample. Let's just build a record around that. So as far as consistency, sake, like, it makes sense. Cool deal. Um artwork for the single we'll touch on then we'll probably close this boy down but um it was a photo that i found online of a cool sunset something sort of generic-y honestly it looked like some live laugh love fucking like stock image bullshit which it was not to be clear um ran that through some more pixel sorting like i was discussing earlier we clearly were like getting glitchy with our visual stuff because it's just fucking sick at least for the single artwork for some reason yeah and uh, basically it's, so the program I used was just basically a random a random generator. So I just had to like, fucking random generate this shit like seven times or probably significantly more before I got one that was like actually fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I overlaid any on top of it. It was another situation, just like the other single artwork, or just like the other one where it was just like, this is suspiciously great by mm-hmm. itself, like the, the one that we ended up using, mm-hmm. where it looks like... Um, does it look like i don't know it looks like a single straight line with like you know paintbrush marks coming off of that Mm -hmm. sort of reminiscent of like a beep 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 fucking lifeline type thing Mm -hmm. so it kind of reminded me of how about you
1: definitely so that that artwork actually i'm actually going to pull it up real quick Mm -hmm. the artwork that really resonated with me on this or rather what resonated with me it kind of to me, it almost kind of looks like the um, like if you were to like look at like a thermal imaging camera, oh yeah, and you look at and you look at like the human like the human torso from like the the, the waist up, I guess, like just to the neck, then you look and see, uh, you, like the dark the dark line running down the middle could be like the spine or whatever, and then you just kind of see the the outward kind of uh, silhouette like of the uh, the torso. That's kind of what it showed like. Well, that's what spoke to me initially from it.
0: I can definitely see that. It was just like the way the color, I mean, it was very much like if I saw this at a gallery, I'd be like, now that is a pretty cool picture. Like, I don't know jack shit about, you know, composition and color sure. color blending and stuff. But like, you know, just the way that this fucking program affected the sun mm. or sunrise or sunset or whatever, the way it just happened to like affect it. And definitely. the color is really nice. And then just like, it looked like brushwork sort mm. of, I was just like, damn, dude. Um, I remember about that after you, t- you telling me that at some point. I was like, I can see that. It Looks a little like cancerous or something. And, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it it looks it looks frail and kind it's of
0: orange, which looks like danger zone type shit. Yeah, and you know the
1: the blue and the blue and stuff is kind of pale, which kind of makes me think you know like you know as, as folks like. Die or whatever, They're, they like lose all the color in their face and stuff, and kind of turn pale.
0: Just like pus and shit, like just yeah, just kind of just, gross. your fucking like wounds turn white and shit. Yeah, know, like, just kind of like <laughs> necrotic, dead. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I mean this this whole record is kind of like uh, I don't know, just kind of it's it's just kind of like this journey into kind of like a darker kind of direction. I think as, like creatively just. In general, just kind of wanting to process things in a manner that is, uh, I feel, a little bit more true to form and a little, a little bit less kind of
0: forced into one direction. Well, it's mature. Uh, it's just like obviously a way of maturing, but it's like a more mature way of expressing yourself. Exactly. As like, yeah. um, you know, we talked about like storytelling. It's just like we're state we're still saying the same thing, like the same emotion, the same like heartfelt like place of beginning to get to whatever it is you're trying to express. Yeah, definitely. But it just like you know makes it instantly more. Um, relatable or mm. whatever because yeah. if it's just like if you, if you can apply your own meaning towards it then like you know some other guy that listens to it could be like oh wow that's totally mean you were writing about my grandmammy or whatever exactly and, and that's yeah. that's, the, that's the goal isn't it you know and oh, then yeah.
1: that ties back into you know what, what are we trying to do with music anyway we're just trying to have some sort of catharsis for ourselves for whatever but we're also like hoping that our catharsis that we get from this heart form will also maybe, if we're lucky... Affect
0: someone. Somehow. That's what I want. Just like some, some kind of course through your bones, through your veins, through you mm-hmm. know, the, the little tiny muscles and bones that make up your eardrums mm-hmm. and just like make you feel something.
1: Maybe, maybe this moving air will... Serve as some sort of catharsis for you too.
0: Some kind of weight for your head to sink to, towards the <clears> ground, <throat> ground and then quickly come back up and then continue just don't don't You know, kind yeah. of fucking just
1: it's like headbanging seven. It's yeah, great.
0: Exactly. Headbang on the st- upbeat. St- st- stutter every fucking every other bar. Just drop sixteenth notes just constantly. <clears throat> <laughs> well alrighty, I think that's uh that's pretty much it. Um that's putting a little pin. In this record that we never really got to celebrate and finally kind of yeah, got a chance to
1: it feels good to finally be able to kind of unpack it a little bit and even though we weren't ever we weren't ever really to or we weren't ever really to make a live i don't know what i'm saying i'm what, what
0: is the english
1: language? i am even though we weren't really able to make a live debut mm-hmm. um this is kind of i feel like a good substitute for that and you know maybe when you know live shows come back hopefully soon hopefully soon whatever that even means yeah whatever soon. whatever soon means um maybe this year that would be rad. that would be so dope um we will uh, be able to celebrate it a little bit more and move on to the next thing
0: right basically exactly like it was a very exciting time like you know a year ago just collaborating you know being the becoming the boys as opposed to two separate boys was yeah, yeah. fucking incredible cool. and it just sucks that like you know like after this 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 really inconvenient ass fucking virus came along and just kind of like ruined my fucking whole ass day, um, it sucked that we didn't really get to celebrate it, didn't get to be ex- as excited about it as we were at the time. And then it was like, okay, well that was cool. Uh, let's just be confused and scared for about six or months, and then just start the next thing, which is yep. which is obviously always the best and newest and coolest. I'm excited to do that, but it's really nice uh, having a chance to revisit, go back in time just a little bit, and definitely get this boy done finally. Cool deal. I so. Love you. Was, Love you. Uh, I'll talk to you. In episode three with Joseph. We'll see you in episode three. All right, later, boys.